This is Conversations on Discipleship with Father Adam Streitenberger from St. Gabriel Catholic Radio and Diocese of Columbus Media. Welcome to Conversations on Discipleship. I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. With me today is Renee Lemire. She is the new campus minister at the Newman Center at OSU. Welcome, Renee. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Great to have you. Let's start with a prayer in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for this day and for this time together. We give you thanks for all that um, you will say to us um, in this time and, and in throughout this day and, and all that you are doing, um, both those things that we can see and those things that we can't see. Um, we ask that you um, continue to guide us through your will. Um, we ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 The Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So, Renee, um, you're somewhat new to Columbus. Oh, yes. Um, so welcome on behalf of all of Columbus. Um, you know, you're, I don't know if, if you're familiar with this, this little show that we do, this humble little show that we do, but um, it's, it's supposed to be a conversation on discipleship. Okay. Um, but it's, um, we always begin as discipleship begins with sort of um, our conversion story, how you mm. came to know the Lord mm. or how he may have broken into your life. So, mm -hmm. and part of that also is a general biographical, you know, kind of piece. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. maybe you could share with us your story. Yeah, sure. I, um, yes, Renee Lemire, one of the new campus ministers, go Bucks, as they say here. I grew up Catholic by word, but wasn't ever a life of faith for me. Um, I am Italian, so it was part of the culture to go through the sacraments, but it was never a way of life. It wasn't something of a norm in my family. So having that not as a foundation, I went into high school as you like progress in your childhood, a lot of dysfunction that we normally have in our family growing up. But by the time I went into high school, that hole that was becoming more aware in my like mind and heart in high school, I began to fill with many things of, I'll just be everything to everyone. I'll be in the popular crowd. And that may help if I have relationships that can fill me. And I was realizing through pretty much middle school through high school, this filling this hole was getting deeper and deeper from just misery and woundedness that I experienced when I was a child, like getting into um, this time in my life. So as I was getting into the popular crowd and that wasn't filling this hole of what could make me whole, I was like, well, I'll go into the party scene. And it just escalated and just drugs, alcohol, men, it became this um, deep hole that I actually didn't know how to get out of and was a pretty bitter and cold-hearted woman not because I would tell anyone I had a hole, but it was, I had a chip on my shoulder of this is what my life is and this is what it's all meant to be. I had a, I have a sister that's five years older than me and she went to Florida State, so I'm, I'm a Florida girl, born and raised, and she had a deeper conversion at the Catholic Campus Ministry at Florida State and we're five years apart. So while she had this conversion, I'm in the midst of high school and she's coming back with this joy and just something different that I, I hated. I hated so much. I'm like, why are you not miserable now? Um, and she was telling me it was, it was God. And that began a chip on my shoulder. Well, how could God ever say that he loves me if this 
all of these things have happened to me from youth to like high school. You know, a lot of like unfortunate things happened to me. So I had this like bitter chip on my shoulder and unbegrudgingly, I actually decided to go to Florida State. I didn't want to because of the Catholic campus ministry, but I ended up going. And after my parents dropped me off in my dorm, I remember you know, normally freshmen are excited to start their life in college. And I remember I realized that I felt like I was going to become the next woman in the newspaper, like a death sentence, like college felt like a death sentence from the intensity of the life I was living. And I remember sitting in that dorm. And the one thing I knew about Florida State was the church, because a lot of people knew my sister in the ministry there and some of her friends were still trying to reach out to me. But I was like, get away from me. Um, but I decided that Sunday to go to church for the first time in 12 years because I was so lonely and depressed and was scared of my life in college. So I went to mass that first time and I remember feeling safe there from like the death sentence that I thought I was going to experience. It wasn't anything of like feeling like God loved me. I was like, well, I'll just, I'm just protected from the life that I think I am going to have. But as people started to continue to invite me to ministry things, I wouldn't stay for too long. I would, once they started to really talk about God and Jesus and the life of faith, I would, I would leave. Um, and eventually there came an invitation for the fall retreat. So they have one each semester. And I was like, I don't want to be around you. Jesus freaks. That's essentially how I was. And because of this chip on my shoulder, but I decided to sign up 30 minutes before the cars left. And I remember that weekend was a combination of like catechesis. Like I didn't know, I wasn't like formed in the faith. I didn't know Jesus was president in the Eucharist, all of these things. But I also had this very powerful experience with Jesus in the, in the blessed sacrament. I was standing right in the middle of this room and people are raising their hands and I'm looking at the monstrance and they're saying, I love you. I looked up twice. And the first time I said, I could never love you. I looked them right in the face. And I remember I started to cry and I never cry. Um, and I was like, what is going on? And then I remember looking up one more time and I said, I could never trust you with what has happened in my life. And from that moment, maybe in heaven, we'll have a holy projection. Mm -hmm. We'll have a movie night and you can see this actual. But I felt like I had to get on my knees and and I was weeping. And I think and, and I know that in that moment I received mercy and forgiveness and um, healing and love that I've been robbed of since pretty much I was a little girl. And I remember just like the warmth of like really knowing that like God, like I gave him like an inch of my heart and he just opened up with his like love and mercy. And I remember from that moment, I was like, if you can take a woman of stone of a stone heart like me and like pour in your love, like other women and men need to know that you're worth it. So that to this day is still a place of remembrance, but a place of conviction on my heart to like fight for men and women that he is worth it. He's worth it all. Beautiful. So after that um, kind of encounter experience, of course, we know it always kind of, that's the beginning, but the, the Lord keeps working on us. Um, mm. And certainly after that retreat experience, there were people who walked with you. Yes. Um, maybe you could kind of tell us about that. Yeah. So yeah, from that moment, it felt like the doors swung open, but the doors swung open to this interior place, which a lot of doors were closed 
but they were open now to to God actually entering into these many corridors of healing and restoration and growth of virtue. So there was like a lot of things. And um, my freshman and sophomore year, there was a campus minister. Her name's Molly Kane. If she ever listens to this, thank you, Molly. But she was a woman who was a campus minister and getting her master's. So she was like there um, in a similar thing that I was previously in at Florida State. Um, she walked with me in how do I even pray? What is this newness of faith? How do I live it daily? What does it mean to actually have a relationship with the Lord and have it as a consistent like like rhythm in my life of like, this is my sustenance. How do I do that? And she walked with me in the details of that and navigating relationships too. But also my sophomore year, um, it was almost like I was on the heights of glory. My my freshman year was like, I was on the the high of like just a lot of consolations. God was encouraging encouraging me. But then my sophomore year, there was that like openness to a lot of hard healing that I needed to go through and that God was allowing. And she really was the first woman that like chose to like love me in those places and walk with me. Um, and that was actually her last year doing ministry there at the university, which was really sad. I was like, who's going to like, Lord, like, you know, I need like a companion, like accompaniment in, in this journey. And uh, the TOR Franciscan sisters were were there as well. And um, one of them, Sister Eliana, when there was just a lot of more deeper healing my junior and senior year and a lot of just like, gosh, it was like more spiritual maturity marks happening in my heart and discernment and a lot of things. She was really walking with me in the more like depth of my interior life, um, which was very beautiful. Excellent, excellent. Did And so you also... Um became connected with SPO while you were there at Florida State? Yes. So at the time, I'm, I'm a little old, but at that time, SPO and the Brotherhood of Hope, which was that they were the main, they're the main ministers there at Florida State, were just starting to merge with SPO. It was over the course of many years, but they were really starting to merge, especially in mission advancement there. So there were SPO missionaries, but they were still called like interns from the Brotherhood. So there was still, I was kind of in the middle of the meshing of a lot. But um, when I was a senior, it became apparent of like, you're you're not going to just be a missionary with the Brotherhood of Hope and get sent to one of their campuses. You're going to be like, it's merged to like, you apply to be a St. Paul's outreach missionary. And then that's what like the format, it was just like one kind of spiritual family it developed there. So that's how I got connected. Was I, I desired, I'm like, other men and women need to know you're worth it. And this is like what I want to do. So I applied and got sent to Boston, the depths <laughs> of the city, um, to do that for two years, which was amazing. Excellent. Mm-hmm. The um, were you, Was there a household system at Florida State? At that time, there wasn't official households, but I lived in a house with women from the Catholic campus ministry. And we had like women's events there and uh, homecoming events. So we had like a hub. There was other, there was men's houses too, but it wasn't like the formal household mm-hmm. life, but it was the start of a culture to, to where like households can co- more easily come in there. So I was like the pioneer, yeah. pioneering women's houses, I guess. Excellent. Yeah. Well, we'll continue um, this conversation in our next segment, especially Uh, maybe your time as a missionary in Boston. Um, Mm -hmm. But if you're tuning in, um, this has been Conversations on Discipleship. I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. With me today has been Renee Lemire. She is one of the new campus ministers at the Newman Center at The Ohio State University. 
Until next time, peace and all good.